Good morning. morning. Welcome to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, where we are worshiping Jesus Christ, we're living out God's love, and we're transforming community by the Holy Spirit. Today is June 4th, 2023. It's Trinity Sunday. It's also Communion Sunday for anyone listening on the podcast, so get the elements ready. Um, first announcement is we got these things passing around. Um, if you would do us a huge favor, we would love to know that you are here. And if there isn't space for it, make space for If you got any prayer requests, if you got anything you want to lift up or praise, write it on this. Somebody tear it off and make sure it gets in the offering plates um, sometime this morning, right? Like before the end of the service or at the end of the service. Uh, what else is happening? We got a barbecue. We're still, I think it's a fundraiser, right, Kenny? Not necessarily? Okay. Yeah, you could put some donation, and I think anything we get is going to go towards uh, camp, sending some students up to camp. And we got hamburgers, we got cheeseburgers, we got veggie burgers, and I think we have hot dogs. Is, is that true? Okay. And I know there's a salad, and uh, that's going to be fun right after this, right after the service. And it's going to be in the Fellowship Hall. Last time we tried to set up tables in the parking lot and started to cook ourselves. So we're not going to do that again. Um, really important, Tuesday night. We've gotta be, we're going to be praying. We're still praying for direction and leadership by the Holy Spirit. And Amy and Terry organized that, and it meets in the nursery. But if you can't physically be on the premises, you can still join the church in prayer. And Amy's email is on the back of these orders of worship. And if you hear from God something, we want to hear from you. Um, Also, today is the first Sunday of June, and so we're over and above your tithes, offerings, and gifts, deacons fund. Um, And we're still, yeah, so there's envelopes in your orders of worship, and what deacons fund is, it goes to the least and the lost. It goes to those who need it. Like I said last week, um... I think it's probably up now, but we're, we're at 80 lunches, uh, hand, handed out 80 lunches last month. Um, anything else? I think that's it. Let's, you're pointing? What's with the crazy balloon? Oh, it says happy birthday, and that's for the church last week. It's Pentecost. Just kidding. It's also my birthday. I'm 49 years old. Go fight win. I don't, you don't need to clap. 49 is like not even a thing. Christ scandal. Okay, let's uh, thank you very much. I feel really honored. I'm living my dream. Thank you very much for being uh, 
congregation that loves me, head to toe as is. It's awesome. Let's stand up and greet each other with a holy fist bump, and I'll call us back together for a call to worship. If you could remain standing, if you, if you are able, I'll call us to worship. I'll do so using Psalm 8. I think it's verse, yeah, it's verse 2. This is out of the Passion Translation. You have, a, you have built a stronghold by the songs of babies. Strength rises up with the chorus of singing children. This kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. Let's worship the Lord, love divine, all loves excelling.
Thank you. As you can see, we're one short this week, so it's going to be a little bit different. <laughs> but we hope you join us for praise. <laughs> we're going to praise Jesus. Separate. Even if I ran away, your love never failed. I know I still make mistakes, but you have new mercies for me every day. Your love never Work together for my good. 
you make all things work together for my good. You make all things work together for my good. You make all things work together for my good. You say the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And when the ocean Because I know that you love me.
his portion and he is his prize. You can measure redemption by the grace in his eyes. If grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. So heaven meets earth with a sloppy wet kiss. And the heart is violently inside my chest And I don't have the time to maintain these regrets When I think about the way he loves us Oh, how 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 he loves us How he loves How he loves us Oh, how he loves How he loves It's not in the bulletin, but we wanted to give a little time and just honor our graduates as we, right before we dismiss our students and children to hang out at Sunday school. And the way we're going to do this is, uh, actually, Devin's right there. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to say a name, and then you're going to give me one clap. Is that okay? Devin. Rose. Lola, Nora, Jackson, Skyler, and then we missed one, and that is Joey, pause, and I'll praise God for these students, children, and adults that are moving on to their next chapter. God, I just thank you so much. For taking care. I pray over our list of graduates. I pray that they would know that they are loved, adored by you and us. I pray that you would surround them with your spirit and your angels. You're an amazing God. May their hearts beat for you, O Lord Jesus. And all God, God's people said, Amen. The proof of God's amazing love is this, that while we were still sinners, Christ went to the cross for us.
Because we have faith in him, we dare to approach God in confidence. Confident in God's grace, let us confess our sin against God and neighbor. Please pray with me. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and soul and mind and strength. And we confess that we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us amend what we are and direct what we shall be so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory and honor of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is this. We shall love our neighbors as ourselves. Brothers and sisters, hear the good news. We worship a God that loves us, and we worship a God that forgives us. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Please stand.
so much. Wow. Okay. In the timeline, we went to uh, Easter, we went to Lent, and then Easter, and then we, we just celebrated Pentecost, right? And it's Trinity Sunday. And in the timeline, the Pentecost has happened, and we find out in Acts that one of the greatest enemies of God has been converted into the best missionary this world has ever seen. This guy named Paul. And Paul is writing a letter to Corinth. He, he, they think he wrote three, and we have two of them. Um, and this is out of the first letter. Um, and Corinth, if you haven't heard, was like Vegas on steroids. <laughs> it was an intense scene. And um, it's interesting. It's it, like he's in his letter to the church at Corinth, he puts in some correctives. He puts in some points of, no, you're kind of off on this. You're kind of, you're doing well here. And he does some rebuking. And we're preaching today on. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is actually the heart of his letter to the Corinthian church. And it's interesting because it's interesting to me that Christianity is growing at a, at a, at a rapid rate, but still Rome is in power. And there's still the misfits. There's still the outcast. There's still the minority. And instead of talking strategy, he talks about love. And you, if you've been to a wedding, you've heard this text. In fact, I think this might be the first time I've ever preached on First Corinthians 13, not at a wedding. Um, so let's open our scriptures up and I'm going to read it a little different because there's a section where Paul drills down into defining love and each one of these points you could study I could speak for an hour Um, but since we have the table and we want to got to get to a barbecue. Uh, I'm going to read and pause. And I'm going to let. Uh, I'm going to leave. It is Trinity Sunday. I'm going to leave a little of the heavy lifting to the Spirit to give us something that the Spirit can talk talk to us about when we're listening to the offertory, when we're preparing our hearts to go to the table. I'm hoping, not, I'm not hoping, I'm trusting that the God we worship 
is going to work on each of us and us collectively in a new way this morning. But I'll read 1 Corinthians 13, and you'll notice when I pause, because I'll pause. (laughs) Starting in verse 1. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we shall see face to face. Now I know only in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is Pray with me. Oh, actually, this is the word of the Lord. Pray to me. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. I pray that these words that you wrote through Paul to the church in Corinth would teach us, teach us this morning. I pray that the words that I say would be quickly forgotten. I pray that the words that you say through me would never be forgotten. In the powerful name of Jesus, I pray these things. And all God's people said, Amen. Okay. 
He starts by laying out the ground of meaning, the game plan. What we as followers of Jesus are to be about. And it's one thing. It's love. He says, you can have all these gifts. You can have all the bells and whistles. You can have all the smoke and mirrors. You can have all the actually good things. But apart from love, it's all a sham. Note the context in which he's saying this. Like I said before, Corinth was like Vegas. Have you, ever, have you felt like Costa Mesa is like Vegas? No? Sometimes I do. You know, there's some crazy things going on. And there's people... I remember when I was a youth... I was a, I was a, a student in a youth group up at E.B. Free Fullerton. And I remember the pastor at the time, a guy named Eric Hurd, he's the youth pastor, he said... The devil can't make anything, but he's really good at imitating things. He's really good at twisting things. Confidence and knowing that you're loved by God quickly becomes arrogance. Love, with just a little tweaking, becomes lust. All these falsities that the world is dealing with. Paul is talking to the Corinthian people and he's talking to us this morning. And he's saying, wipe it all away and look for the genuine thing. The genuine thing of love is the most precious and valuable thing that God has created other than human beings. Like, right? As I was, uh, I got a homework assignment for people in this room that are smarter than I, which is most of you. <laughs> and authors. We got some writers. We got some people that like to write stuff. When I was... Um, First figuring out that I wanted to be a pastor, my all-time favorite book is by uh, A.W. Tozer, The Knowledge of the Holy. Have you heard of that book? And he opens that with the introduction, his introduction. He says, the most important thing about you is your opinion of God. And I love, I love that statement. And then he goes through the different attributes of God and how they're holy and that, that book just transforms us into worshipers because all of his attributes, God is holy, right? And he's totally other than. There's a chapter on the immutability of God. There's the chapter of sovereignty of God. There's the chapter of the non-waveringness of God. The, uh, just he drills down deep. I think there needs to be written a book, The Knowledge of the Loved by God. Or the beloved. 
And I think in the introduction of that book, it should say, the most important thing about you is God's opinion of you. It's not your opinion of God. It's actually God's opinion of you. And I think Paul would, if, you know, if he wasn't busy spreading the gospel to the whole universe, he probably would have written that book. Anyhow, um, get back to this. So if, he says, if you can move mountains, you have got amazing faith, don't have love, you, you're wasting your time. Cooks in the room. What's the essential ingredient? <laughs> Somebody said butter. I thought to myself, bacon. Uh, <laughs> it was just one of those interactive questions. I honestly don't know an answer, but I, my wife, I remember she wanted to start a cooking show, and she says it all begins with garlic. <laughs> you know, uh, but for us as followers of Jesus, Paul's obviously saying the the ingredient we need more than any other ingredient is love. And what does that love look like? And like I, like I read, I could pause on all these things and preach for an hour. But I'm, I'm trusting in the Holy Spirit throughout this morning and throughout this day to call you to reflect on these attributes. By that, I mean, are you patient? Are you kind? Are you humble? Do you insist on having your own way? Do you rejoice at the wrong things? Are you celebrating God's victories. It's interesting. It starts, and I'm going to leave the Spirit to work on you and ask those questions as we move through this worship service and on into the day. Interesting that he starts the list with what? Patience. And how does he end the list? He ends the list by looking at the reader and looking at you and saying, grow up. Grow up. I don't know what you hear when you hear that. I hear, let go of those things that you're rejoicing about that you shouldn't be. You may hear, you're getting a little too big for your britches. You may hear, when's the last time you were kind to anybody, including yourself? And he says, he he ends the list kind of with growing up. I skipped over. He actually ends with love never ends. And I hear that as a call to cling to it. 
to cling to it. Have you ever been whitewater rafting? Or I was at the New River in West Virginia. Have you heard of that? They have these class four rapids. <laughs> and I remember they, <laughs> I don't know. It's comical they call them training sessions because nobody's thinking about what that kid is saying. There's, the, there's some kid that's younger than me that's in charge of this boat. And he's telling me, he's telling me this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just don't want to die, my friend. <laughs> I just don't want to die. That's all I'm thinking in the back of my mind. And other people are kind of like, you know, horsing around. I'm like, I don't know. This is not a good idea. So we get on this raft. But I do remember, right as we go into the biggest rapids, he says, if you get ejected from the boat, he's yelling at this point because the the, the, the rapids, the river's real loud. And he says, if you get ejected from the boat, and I'm like, wait, that's an option? That's terrible. Get me out of here. But then he says, if you get ejected from the boat, no matter what, get back to the boat. Just hang on. And I feel like Paul is saying that. You're working on your patience. You're working on your kindness. The Spirit's moving and doing this stuff within you. When the water gets crazy, this love is going to pull us through. Our love for each other and God's love for us is going to pull us through. We grab onto the boat and we hang on. And then he drills even down deeper into that. He says, after the little section of grow up, he comes back and he says, Right now we see, like, we see dimly. Do you know that you don't get it? That's maturity, right? I'm proud of this congregation because I, I feel like we have that in our back pocket. We've gotten rocked enough to know we kind of don't know what we're doing. <laughs> This is life is messier than you could plan for, all that stuff. Um, And he's speaking truth. This is straight up like no holds barred. Like this is reality. Right now, we don't really get it. We see right now, because we're in this world and not in the kingdom triumphant. But then... Then we shall see clearly. That's such a beautiful statement, right? I'm thinking, because it's my birthday, I'm thinking about my mom. Like, why did my mom have to die? I was about to turn 30. There's no way I can get it. But I think on that day, what Paul's talking about, I'm going to get it. Oh, that's why. I suspect it's to reach those that have lost people. As deep cries to deep, if you've lost a mom or a dad, I feel you. I know you. You know me. I suspect that's a little bit of the reason, but then it's going to be so much clearer because on that day we're going to get it, get it. Like it's going to understand. It's going to be, it's been dimly lit. But then the lights are going to flick on you. It's going to be like, 
holy mackerel, that's what it was about. I thought it was about this. It's about this. And then he, I love, I love that he starts chapter eight with love never ends. And he ends with, it will abide. Everything else will wash away and love will be standing. How do we apply this? Like I said three times now, part of our application is honestly coming in this morning and as we move towards the table, as we move throughout this worship service, converse with God about those attributes of, of love that he would like to work on you with. And then, this is an application. What is this table? It points back to the Passover And like we've been preaching over and over, it points to the truth that we're second Exodus people. And we will gather around this table in the kingdom triumphant. And the love of God proclaimed to you and I by his one and only son dying in our place and setting us free from the slavery of sin in this world and also atoning for our sins and also starting the sanctification process and also inviting the Holy Spirit into our lives. All of those things will rush in and this table is that lifeboat. We come and we cling to it. The stormy waters will rock us. There will be ups and downs and there will be class four rapids and it will be scary. But this abides. And all God's people said, I'm going to ask Edson to go back and grab the offering plate. And I'm also, as he's doing so, I'll do this as a service announcement. Session has approved that we can pass the plates, but we have yet enough people to pass the plates. So if you would like to join Edson, talk to me after the service, and we'll start working on passing the plates. But for now, Edson will bring it up. By a round of applause for Edson. Edson, sorry, I grabbed the plate from you and cut you off. And you can, if you don't, if, you, if, if it's not in here, you can put it in here after the service. And if you're on the podcast, you can send your tithes, gifts, and offerings, and deacon's funds envelopes. Um, or just mark the check deacon's fund, and it'll make, we'll make sure it gets there. I'll be honest. Giving is down. And it's a little freaky as the pastor. But each time I talk to God about it, he says, Jay, 
I got you. And the words of Bono, my God isn't short of cash, mister. That's what he comes back to with. Um, I'm going to pray over this offering, and I'm going to say thank you to you as a congregation for giving generously and lovingly and with gratitude. Let's pray. God, thank you for taking care of all of our needs. I specifically take, I pray over the deacon's fund. I pray that all these, at least these weary, weary men, women, and children come to our front door and need our assistance. I thank you that at this point, you continue to provide for us and to provide for them. As I think about all those attributes of love, um, I pray that you would hear our praises and also our praises, our prayer requests of take care of those in need. And all God's people said, time of offering is now received.
We've heard the theme of love repeated throughout the whole service. Our opening hymn, the confession, the offertory, the sermon, all had that focus on love. Love is the key reason we come to this table. God's love for us revealed in his saving grace. We are reminded of Christ's words that there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for another. We recall that Christ said, Love one another as I have loved you. Over and over, we have heard that command to love. When we come to this table, we are reminded over and over of how very much we are loved and how we are to show that love in return. As you come to the table today, open your hearts to the great love that brings us here and to reaching out in Christ-like love to others. You are invited to come to the table. All of you are invited to come. Will you pray with me? It is truly right and our greatest joy to give you thanks and praise, O God. You've breathed into us the breath of life and set us on the earth to praise and serve you. When we lost our way, you called us back. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with choirs of angels. Remembering your gracious acts in Jesus Christ, we take from your creation this bread and this wine and joyfully celebrate his dying and rising as we await the day of his coming. With thanksgiving, we offer our very selves to you to be a living and holy sacrifice dedicated to your service. Holy, holy, holy God, blessed three in one, you created the cosmos and called it good. Your word became flesh and gave us new life. You made us a church by the power of your spirit, and you sustain us still. You call us to righteousness, challenge us with your justice, and overwhelm us with your love. Bless now these gifts of bread and wine, fruits of your good earth, body and blood of Christ, our communion with you and one another. Conform our wills to your will. Open our minds and enlarge our hearts. Renew our hope and strengthen us in faith until we feast together at your table in glory. We pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. On the night that he was betrayed, our Lord gathered with his followers. And he took bread. And after giving thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, broken for you. 
Every time you eat from this, do so in remembrance of me. And so I invite you all to take and eat the bread of life, doing so as Jesus instructed us in his name. It's kind of a cool sound. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it's raining. As I was conversing and listening to an offering, I was reflecting on, have you ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Remember when they call the Kraken and there's that boom, boom, like the sound that goes out? I, I started to visualize this, this table sounding out love. And I started thinking about Paul's words. And I started, started to reflect on how patient has Jesus been with you? How kind has he been to you? This sounds out love. As he's gathered around with the twelve, he's broken the bread like the Passover, and then he lifts up the cup. And in the same way, he says, this this used to be the blood over the doorpost that saved the people of, of God, the Hebrews at that time, from the angel of death and got them out of the, Egypt where they were slaves. Now it's a new covenant. It's no longer that blood on the doorpost, and it's not just for the Jews. It's for anybody. It's for anybody that declares that I'm the Lord of their life. And it's this blood That is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of you and I's sin. Paul later adds to the word. Actually, he's talking to the Corinthian people who we read from earlier. As often as we, we, we eat this bread and we drink from this cup, we, we proclaim we belong to the Lord. And we proclaim that he's coming back for us. The cup of salvation. Christ's blood shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Take, drink all of it. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. Thank you for loving us as is, as this table proclaims. Thank you for being so patient with us. Thank you for being so kind to us. Thank you for wiping away our sins, making us new creations, and setting us free. As we've just partaken of this outward sign of an inward seal, of inward reality, we've communed with you We have communed with each other. Equip us and send us out to love as you have loved us. We pause and praise you once again for the graduates. We pause and praise you for the many 
ways in which you've been providing for us, taking care of us, lavishing us in your love. We lift up our broken world. As wars continue to rage, continue to use your church to bring peace. As famine continues to exist, you uh, use us, your people, to meet the needs, both physical and spiritual, of the people throughout this world. We lift up our country in the many ways we're divided. I pray that you would use your church as the balm from Gilead to heal our land. As we continue throughout this day and throughout this week, throughout this month, throughout this year, assist us by your spirit to grow up and live out more and more the love you have for each of us. And all God's people said, I'm going to do the benediction now, and if you've never been here, that's because we're going to sing the Lord's Prayer, and it's going to be dramatic. It's going to blow your mind. But for now, receive this morning's benediction. And after this service, move over into the Fellowship Hall and we'll have some burgers, hot dogs, cheeseburgers, veggie burgers, whatever you feel like. But actually, hold out your hands. May God's kindness, may God's patience May God's humility meet you in this room, throughout your day, throughout this week. And may the peace that comes through Jesus the Christ, and may the love that comes from our Heavenly Father. And may our unity that is strengthened by the Holy Spirit be with you today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.